0: Well, welcome back to the Social World podcast, or you can Google just thoughts on the social world. Um, I'm pleased to be back. I'm pleased to be back in the swing again after that disastrous March episodes with COVID and everything that we had. I did a great one last time. I felt uh, 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 I had a fantastic guest in Chris Kemp from ATII and. I have one of his colleagues coming this time round. We've got Adam Ornovsky, who is the open source intelligence and investigations manager for ATII. Um, in fact, so in a sense, he directs and conducts investigations and has a mine of knowledge that we can now tap into, um, as opposed to his colleagues who've all got different disciplines. So, Adam, very well, a very warm. Welcome to the programme.
1: Well, thank you for having me, Dave.
0: Okay. Well, look, I mean, let's get straight it's a into pleasure it. pleasure to be here. Pleased to have you. It's, look, let's get straight into it and actually sort of um, maybe kick off a little bit. If you could explain to people, remembering you're going to get people with different backgrounds listening, um, about what your job entails um, and the, the sort of range of things that you get involved with, and then we'll move on after that. That's okay?
1: Yeah. Well, I do a lot of things and I am, I'm a man of many different hats to many different people. Um, for ATII, my role is to sort of, whenever we get a tip or a lead, my job is to sort of build an investigative apparatus around that. Um, I lead a team of some very dedicated uh, investigators. And our job is to see, identify, uh, human traffickers, networks, um, and, and so we can ultimately identify victims of human trafficking and get them aid. Um, and sometimes that human trafficking, those investigations take a lot of time, a lot of resource. And a lot of effort. Um, they, it's not a simple matter of. Kicking in a door. Um, while an angel plays a harp. Like you see uh, on TV. It t- it can take years. To build a case. Um, and so my job is really to. Investigate matters. Build the case. And see. Uh, using open source data that is freely available, publicly available, um, what we can do to get law enforcement involved to help victims of human trafficking, wherever they are in the world. Okay, Adam.
0: So, um, could you possibly give us a, a, a an idea of, of a case that you've been involved with? I know we talked about this before, and I know I totally understand the confidentiality issues, so you might have to kind of make a composite one or whatever, but just give us a flavor of what a case might, that, that would involve you, might well look like.
1: Certainly. Um, we had a case, um, this wasn't all that long ago, um, where a 18 year old, um, she was 18, so she wasn't a minor, but she was, uh, quite notably autistic. So she was vulnerable. heavily, yeah, yeah, very vulnerable. Um, and that's the one thing I really want our listeners to get from this is thinking about vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, so 18 year old, highly autistic um she was being groomed by a trafficker um and the only reason that this was caught was because she left her cell phone with her parents at night okay and so they they saw the messages and which was fortunate um, and got involved, involved the authorities. They contacted us. And so we went to work. Um, and we, we knew that this young lady was leaving, was planning to leave to mm-hmm. join the trafficker, um, mm-hmm. because he'd already bought her a plane ticket. Was he a known?
0: Uh, was he a known trafficker, Adam, or was he just somebody exhibiting all the signs that you would find in, in in a trafficker to make you suspicious?
1: What we found during our sort of emergency investigation was he was a known trafficker. Um, okay, and he he was a very bad dude. Um, and we were able to work with um. Then, the law enforcement in the case, and get him arrested um because just grooming someone isn't a crime unfortunately um but um he was a uh, convicted felon out on parole um and what, what um, would he
0: have done with the young woman if you hadn't intervened i mean what what would have been her? her future?
1: Uh, He would have forced her into prostitution. Um, He was already trafficking uh, we don't know how many, but I I saw at least 10 women being trafficked under his control um, as forced prostitutes. Um,
0: Oh, right. So after the the, the investigation went deeper and found all these other
1: victims. Yeah. Okay. And so ultimately he is now behind bars, um, because of our work.
0: How how are the young women? I mean, do you you ever follow up, um, in terms of seeing that they're getting whatever support they, they could.
1: That's something I, I, I personally try to do. Um, because, because I, know, that, I know
0: the ATII does because it's either I I I think it's is it the partner of your CEO is particularly involved in survivor yes, and developing. Yeah.
1: A pro- Sharon is yeah. very involved in survivor support and making sure survivors get the the aid they need because uh, that that's where we fail an awful lot in this fight is we recover survivors and then it's okay get to get to help yourself out um and we don't provide them with any resources mm-hmm. um and it's it's a travesty um many for years live in crushing poverty and they end up returning to trafficking situations
0: well because... let's, develop, let's develop that adam because i know that's one of your particular interests maybe on the academic side as much as energy. absolutely and that's that you do research, I know you well you've told me you do into what you call the socio cultural landscape and how to understand how groups and individuals become vulnerable to trafficking in the first place what is you know what is it, and therefore presumably what can be done to strengthen them and their environment to make them less able to be trafficked I presume that's that's the kind of the whole kind of drive of what you're looking
1: at yeah um. We really need to be thinking about this whole problem as a matter of vulnerabilities, like what makes people vulnerable to be trafficked. Um, for many years, we've approached this from a demand supply – a demand side. Uh, what makes people want goods provided by trafficked individuals that that's not the solution we really want to look at what drives people into being trafficked um poverty um uh, that leads people into accepting jobs that they otherwise wouldn't take um a good friend of mine says that poverty is the biggest pimp um and he's right um that's how uh victims are lured into uh trafficking rings because hey you'll make a lot of money um i'll love you i'll care for you i'll provide for you you'll be able to care for provide for your children if you come and sleep with x many men um if you come work in this on this fishing boat you'll be able to provide for your family and ultimately of course that turns out to be a false promise it's such Aww.
0: a, it's such a sort of weakness, if you like, in, in the human condition sometimes that it is many, many of the places I, I used to do some work to do with um, sex tourism and, Yes, and the same as maybe some of the poppy fields in Afghanistan or whatever, where the, the income made from growing poppies so much exceeds what they would get normally from any other crop. And, would have to therefore, you know, living in total poverty. And if they have to give up the puppies, the same goes for people say, for example, in other parts of the Pacific Rim where there's no welfare state. And the only income they get is by prostituting their young children. And of course, that that has to be stopped. Yeah, That means possibly that the other children will starve. It's a terrible dilemma.
1: It is. And this is where we find... The root of most crime um because people can make a living in in criminality in in being in, in trafficking people in but they can't make a living on minimum wage um you can't even afford an apartment in, in the United States on minimum wage um but if if you're selling yourself for sex, if you're selling your children for sex, yeah, you can afford that. Um, and back. so, let, let me, Adam, yeah. Let me
0: just interpose this for a second, just so people have a sense of kind of your experience. I mean, your background is very is very specific in many ways, just reading it in terms of the, the focus that you've had. You know, in, a degree in a master's in investigation specializing in digital forensics. And then you did a further certificate in trafficking in persons investigations and psychology. You have a bachelor's degree. I mean, that's all terribly sort of laser focused, it seems. I mean, has that always been something that you've been interested in is actually, um, if you like, unpicking human behavior?
1: It is. Um, I uh, Human behavior is fascinating. Um, and when you can understand the human mind, you can understand the world around you. Um, and it, it really raises a lot of ethical con- <laughs> dilemmas because if you can understand what drives a person to do what they do, it, it, you sort of end up not being able to ter- horribly blame a person. Um, you, you end up blaming society around them um, and understanding, well, this person was just trying to eat. Um, and so that can lead you to some very dark places. Um, I, I've mm-hmm. I, I frequently have uh, I I, I, I I end up in some very dark places with my work.
0: Well, um, I tell you, before I get to how you cope with that, which is what a question I am going to ask you, but I just want people to be fully aware of the fact that you're, in your background, I mean, I was reading that you certainly spoke at The Hague as to, yeah. your, as to findings that you, well, when you were investigating war crimes, genocide, and crimes against humanity. So, I mean, no small matters there. Yeah. um so you know with all of that swirling around your head the experience of investigating these things as well of course as what you are doing primarily now which is in terms of trafficking and so forth um i mean wh- where do you go to relax or where do you go to keep sane or where do you go to kind of de, you know whatever it is detox or whatever the words would be
1: I'm still trying to figure that out. Honestly. Um, uh, I, I live in a very dark world. Um, and I just take what moments I, ca- I can to sort of filter, filter it out. Um, I like to grow orchids. Um, they were, um, <laughs> I, I was briefly married. Um, she is sadly no longer with us. Um, and they orchids were her fl- favorite flower i like to grow orchids um they be, they bring me a sense of peace and so i i find peace in small moments um do, do, being do a, you
0: have support do, do you feel that i mean oh god yes atii oh, yes. obviously <laughs> do offer your support yeah. I, mean, I think it sounds oh, thank, sound a good team
1: yeah um especially with at atii i mean we, whenever one of us is going through something, we just dial up the other mm-hmm. and we talk. I mean, for a lot of us, aside from our families, we're the only support we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's like that amongst, um, soft, um, and intelligence communities. Uh, mm-hmm. we're really the only people who get us.
0: Well, I was talking uh-huh. to talking to your colleague Chris Kemp about this as well in a previous podcast you know and 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 it was similar he was making some sort of similar kind of noises about you know the, his world or your world um but what about the success stories because you know you've just described one earlier on and it's not i bet it's not isolated because otherwise no. you you'd you'd have given up by now um so you know, th- there must be those that you can bring to the forefront at times, just to sort of balance your your mind.
1: Absolutely, and that's honestly why I keep doing this, um, because um, I mean, from the outside it looking in, it has to look like I- I'm some sort of brazen masochist. But the, the fact is, uh, people like me, we go into the darkness to bring out the light. And we see the, see that light every day because people get help. Um, like this case I just talked about, the, the, this 18 year old never was never abused. She was never trafficked because of the work we did. Um, and that is a huge victory. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, a bunch of others actually, and... yeah, a bunch of others were able, got aid um and have an avenue to get out of their trafficking situation now um but i and and that's wonderful but there's one person who who never was exposed to it in the first place that 18 year old and right. so that's
0: that, yeah,
1: that's a win i understand that's a win i, I mean
0: yeah.
1: i mean there there's nothing better than a win like that
0: so you do if I if I remember rightly when we chatted before Adam I mean you you do some sort of teaching training as well is that right
1: Yes um whenever I get my get an opportunity to teach um ATII is partnering with um Boston University right now um and we're sort of cre- uh what's the word uh reviving um the oh. training on internet crimes against children okay um and will because you
0: be, will you be presenting some of that
1: yes i will be mm-hmm. um because um what passes for training on icac is just abominable it's <laughs> what's new in windows 98 um whereas <laughs> what ATII and Boston University are doing it, it's going to completely um the training so that uh police and law enforcement uh not only in the United States but across the world can go out and hunt down actual predators actual pedophiles um even on the dark web okay and stop
0: Uh, you pay, you dropped off there a second, Adam. Hello. So, just tell. The reason I asked you about the training, Adam, was because I want to make sure that the front page of our podcast. Uh, has as much detail about keeping in touch with ATII and all of you individually as well. So, um, just you know, just, this is just a thing that we'll make sure if we can that we put as much content and linkage on the front page as well uh, of this podcast. Okay, so that's what I was asking you about the training. So, can you hear me all right?
1: Yes, I can. Oh, good, because you yeah. you did
0: drop you, you dropped off for a little bit there, but then again, okay, I, I I I want to just finally get to a point when when you actually have a think about the wide variety of people that might listen to this right? with with different professional and and operational backgrounds and so on, different interests. But whatever they are, they are the eyes and ears in, in the community. Exactly. And so, you know, I know that follow the money or follow money, fight slavery is the kind of mantra of ATII to a large extent. It is. Um, but where could people of all disciplines listening to this be more helpful or, or be more made more aware of what they might well be looking out for or anything that they can possibly do to assist. And I'm not, i obviously there's the, all the professional bodies who are charged with this, right, right. but we're talking about the community in general.
1: That's a very good question um, because it, Everyone needs to become more aware of just how vast this problem is. I, I really recommend that everyone listening to this go to um slaveryfootprint.org um and just see all the various ways we as individuals contribute to the problem um in our everyday purchases. Um Uh, The reality is we interact with traffickers and the trafficked every day. It's not just Jeffrey Epstein flying around uh, on the Lolita Express. It's (laughs) it's uh, I mean, it's really these are people you go to church with. These are people you sit next to in restaurants. I mean, it's it's everywhere. Um, And we just need to become more aware of how widespread it is so
0: the message really is look a bit more look up a bit more, become a bit more aware, don't be worried to not, to talk to people about something no. I mean I, I remember from my early work it was always a kind of two heads are better than one
1: exactly
0: Share. share exactly. and if you both feel that there's something worth reporting that's, that's much yeah. more powerful
1: I mean if you see something say something yeah. and Please share information. Um, information in, in intelligence, we talk a lot about siloed information. It, it, if it's just sitting in one person's hard drive, it's not doing anybody any good. Yeah. Um, so please share information. You never know where that, where, where somebody else has additional information that, that what you have could link up and crack open a major trafficking network I've seen it happen
0: well a final question then Adam Um, just of course um, I I know through talking with with colleagues that you do that there's a couple of hundred volunteers you use uh, sort of digital volunteers correct Um, and you're always looking to you could if you had the capacity you'd probably like to at least double that Um, yeah but um, people can if they're interested and have a certain amount of digital skill um, and willing to be vetted and uh, interviewed, you could, well, um, they could find it through your website. Could they?
1: Yes, indeed. Um, uh, a, a follow money, fight slavery. Just um, fill out the contact us form or right. you can find me on LinkedIn and we can set up a meeting sometime. Right. Great. And Yeah. Yeah, please. We we would love to have more more volunteers join us. Um the more people we have working for us, the more um the more people we can help. And
0: they, they would get some training, obviously. Oh, uh,
1: absolutely. Yeah.
0: Not just thrust in and said go and Oh no.
1: <laughs> no, no. We have a very robust training program.
0: Okay. Adam Adam Zanowski, thank you very much indeed. I hope it's not the last time we talk, but it certainly filled in uh, a clear bit of the, what was I was calling the ATII jigsaw. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, David. Different people's responsibilities. No, you're very welcome. And um, like I said, this is probably going to be going out. Um, where are we? Okay the week of the sort of 16th of April, during that week. Um, but um, to watch out for it on Twitter and on LinkedIn. And Adam, I'm sure that you will be able to push it a little bit further as well. Because Oh, absolutely. Great. Yeah. So for now, though, thank you very much for being a guest on the podcast.
1: Thank you, David.